Welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. It has been a while since Chad and I have been able to sit down and talk some footy, but it has been uh, quite the first week of the World Cup. We've hit the one-week mark. We only have been in this for a week, and it feels like it's been an eternity. I feel like it's, yeah, it's been, I feel like we've already been through a whole month of the World Cup. <laughs> then doing it during Thanksgiving break was the best thing ever because we could just watch. I feel like oh, you're yeah. around the TV all day long anyway, cooking, eating, hanging out. Uh, this couldn't yeah. have been a better start for me to get get all these games in. Uh, so I've been, have, I've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, like a few hours behind you. So it's all morning games for me. It's been just lovely to wake up, watch some footy, <laughs> make some breakfast, you know, get all this stuff in before the day really starts. I mean, the, yeah. the final game ends at one and... I got the whole rest of the day to run errands or go to work or whatever. Like. I'm not going to complain about the, the last game starting at one. Um, that's fine. It takes us into the middle of the afternoon. But uh, yeah. let's let's first off, right before we get into these games, we have not had a beer together in, oh gosh, it's been like over three weeks since we've been able to sit down and do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's been a while. It's just different schedules and busy boys, busy boys. Towns and, yeah, yeah. All right, Chad, what are you drinking? Well... Since we're uh, in that holiday season, I got the yeah. Celebration IPA, but had to class it up a little bit and get it going in that That's hooligan's pitch mug. That's what's up. Okay, I'm about to pour mine, too. I'm doing a very green from the beloved Treehouse. Mm. We uh, we just made another friend in that area who will be driving back, so uh, we've already put in oh, another nice. request. So I might be able to bring some out west, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah, I didn't feel the logo, Here, I'll, but we're I'll cheers, yeah. <laughs> Have a little sippy. And then the place where we go watch all their games, super great deal. They made their own World Cup glass with the 22. Oh, nice. It was 12 bucks for the glass. You got a free beer with it. And then $4 refills of the local breweries in town. So we just what? destroyed those yesterday. Yeah, um, that's a steal of a deal. Super steal. Uh, so they're a great place to go watch some games. So I'm going to go there Tuesday to watch the Thanks. USA play uh, at 1 o'clock with my work laptop. And we'll see how much we can really get done there. I might just say <laughs> I have a doctor's appointment and hope no one I feel like, yeah, everyone's going to be working there yeah you yeah know. you know that you know that flyer that went around saying like i need to get this day off i'm gonna find that and and we'll we'll push it up to the uh the managers um, yeah, yeah so yeah super pumped but let's let's talk about the uh the good the bad and the ugly of what we've seen yeah. in the last week where do you want to start good bad ugly Ooh. uh i mean i don't know if i'd call it ugly but expected that Qatar is just not good they're just trash <laughs> That was first host nation to lose their opening game. First team already eliminated from the the tournament. Like, I mean, it it it, it was expected, I guess. Like, the only reason you're in the World Cup is because you're hosting. It's so funny on that first day too, how they try to hype up that team and be oh, like, they yeah. just because they're the host nation, they deserve to be there. And then it yeah. just it just fell apart. So fast. Even even in that like the pre broadcast thing, they're you know highlighting some of the players like, yeah, he's got like fourteen goals in the like twenty games or something. It's like never heard of the guy, but okay. And then it comes out in the game and just like they did nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was pretty ugly. Uh, They have their last game coming up. I don't. I mean, will the other team pity them and give them like a goal or two? I I don't know. I'm not expecting much out of that. It'll be really interesting to see what the fan experience is now like with Qatar out. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I feel like a lot of those stadiums are filled with Qatari people and, you know, will they still be going to these games? I hope so. I hope they still fill out. I hope so. I mean, yeah, it, you know, it's still a, a big event and a big occasion and, you know, one you'll probably never get to experience again in right. your home country like that. So might as well fill out the seats. And the, the good thing is I've heard a lot of positive things about the people out there um so that is nice to see i've seen some crazy instagram videos of <laughs> i was just gonna see? say have you seen some of these videos they're, they're wild did you see the two guys that went to the palace with the lion <laughs> yeah. insane absolutely insane just, i mean i guess that's all you could ask for in any host nation to just be like you're you got a bunch of people from all over the world different cultures in in your land and like just be welcoming have fun with it like you got it i mean that's i think that's i mean, I mean yeah. it's it sounds sketchy when you look at it too like you know you're, <laughs> you're looking for beer and and two people invite you back with their lion and like a leash and collar that's just that's mind-boggling <laughs> to me um glad it's working out for everyone there i haven't heard really yeah. any horror stories um no no i mean the worst i've heard is that they keep conf confusing flags for like gay yep. pride flags yep. but the guy from Brazil. Do you see that one? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was one. unfortunate. That's just, you know, that's a shame. Um, yeah. The Ecuadorian fan who was, you know, showing the money sign. I thought that was golden. And then I guess you see FIFA sent a warning to the Ecuadorian FIFA or Football Association saying like, hey, your yeah. fans, like, yeah, they're trying to, like, your fan needs to tone it down. Like, come oh, on, fan. Like, yeah. he was on camera. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was pretty ugly. Um, I, I I think I want to kind of just keep going on that ugly train. Um, Costa Rica losing to Spain was one of the ugliest starts ever that's a, to a World Cup for a team. That's a but that's a rough open for sure. Like, I mean, you know, credit to them for com coming back against Japan and, and getting a win now. But like, that's gonna be a, a tough locker room after that game and be like, all right tournament started and we're already in this really deep hole <laughs> and now they have a chance to get out of group which is just crazy yeah. too um, yeah well i mean that, that that's the the thing is you know you, you don't need a crazy amount of points to get out of these groups like goal differentials gone so that tiebreaker won't help you but you know right if you can just win some games and you can, you can make it out it'd be wild to see it'd be a great story and i i don't i still think they could um oh yeah you know, Germany and Spain just played. That game was intense, but neither team... Sh they Each team showed they still make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe not as many as Costa Rica made against Spain. But what I yeah. saw in Costa Rica this morning against Japan is that first half they played super safe. Basically, they did okay. not want to lose 7 nothing again. Yeah. And then when they realized, <laughs> hey, like, we're kind of comfortable here. We played a fairly safe game. We're at nil-nil. Let's let's turn it up a little bit and see what we can do. And that was like a way different Costa Rican team. Um, yeah. You know, and when Japan played Germany, uh, I think Germany let off the gas a little bit. So Japan, oh, took, sure. a, Japan took advantage of that. And this was the exact opposite for Japan. Um, you know, Costa Rica stepped on the gas and Japan was like, this is what we're yeah. supposed to do at this point. And I, I think that kind of like, it was a little conflicting in their coaching staff. They didn't really know how to counter that. And they just, they just never did. Costa Rica was definitely the better team that for the uh, second 45. Yeah. I, I mean, that the last day of that group is just going to be crazy. Like yep. Spain's in the lead with four points, but then Japan and Costa Rica are both on three. Yep. Like it's, it's anyone's group still. So 
Could you imagine the scenes if Japan beats Spain and Costa Rica beats Germany? I mean, it could happen. Like crazy. I'll do that. <laughs> what do you, do you know what that is? It. Oh, I'm totally here for it. Um. What? Maybe like Thursday, it's the first Friday, something like that. So yeah, Thursday, Thursday. All right, all right. That'll be a doozy. So yeah, that I guess that was ugly to good. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that transition on my end, but that was a a good thing to see. Um, another ugly. Do you have any? Um, it, I think, it, I think it, we should change. Not bad, but just ugly. Just ugly. Just ugly. Just ugly. Um, I would maybe say like. <sighs> I'm I'm stuck between two teams, but um. I'm going to say the ugly so far has been Denmark. They've mm. uh, been disappointing, I think, <laughs> for as good as they looked in the Euros. And, like, it's mostly the same team. Like, they just don't seem to have that same, um, like, energy and drive in this in this tournament. And it's like, you're sitting behind Australia right now on the table. It's like, Australia's not a bad team, but, you know, you should be better than them. Well, that's, so, a, that's a winner winner take all, right, between them two? Uh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean Denmark should, yep. should walk away with that on paper. Should, should. But, I mean yeah, they they you know, they they gave France a good run for the money, I think, and I don't know what happened in the Tunisia game. I didn't watch it. It was a two AM game for me, so <laughs> Yeah, we, we missed that one as well, but you know, no no, nothing too exciting. Um yeah. My my ugly is is going to be Canada just because of how sloppy they were. I almost it's, it's went harsh. with it. But was, it's harsh, but yeah. they're, they're one of the few teams to be out of it already. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I, it's kind of hard. Like I didn't want to call it ugly necessarily because they showed some really good like moments and and decent like actual sections of of the games. And I mean, against Belgium, they should have won. They just couldn't find the back of the net. Like. And, you know, credit to Belgium for sticking in that game and getting something out of it. But I think it was like 15 minutes in, Canada had like nine, ten shots already. It's like you, you can't be wasting all that opportunity at, at this level. The ref hurt them there, too. I know we probably all saw yeah. that blunder with that off, which is just mind-boggling that that even happens. Um <laughs> That was that was a big bummer because you know if Davies gets another shot at it, he scores that goal. It's a totally different scenario. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's you're right. Ugly is harsh for Canada. I just you know if your team has already bounced out before your third game, that's ugly to me. Yeah, you throw Mexico in there too. Mexico hasn't even scored, so it's like yeah. I mean yeah for like like Canada again today with Croatia they they looked good. They started good. I mean I got the goal two minutes in, but then. I don't know. It, it was kind of after they conceded that goal that was eventually offsides. After that, it was just like madness in yep. the back. Like no one was defending. No Meltdown. one was getting back. Like yeah, and it just continued the whole rest of the game. Which, I mean, they're a young team, so you know mistakes will happen like that. But just kind of a bummer because they they are exciting to watch, and they have been in these two games for at least moments of the games, but. Yeah, you know, I think it was an okay showing for your your first World Cup in quite a while, and you know, 
leading into the next World Cup, you're already in it. You're already qualified. So you got to say, you know, like kind of like Theo was saying, like they they proved they could qualify for it and get to this World Cup. Yeah. So I, I think them, Canada, and a couple other teams like the Netherlands, who are a fairly new squad put together, good team, but I haven't really been through like a tournament like this in a while together. Mm-hmm. Those teams need some scars. Um, yeah. You know, same with USA. It's a whole new squad. That's why I'm not expecting the craziest things to happen. But um, mm. those teams need scars and reminders on like wh- how they lost in the past and what they need to adjust in the future. So, yeah, you know, I think we all knew Canada wasn't going to do amazing things this World Cup. This was all a build for 2026, which is what I think the USA is going to do as well. I think Mexico mm-hmm. is now in that spot where they should have rebuilt this World Cup. They have so many old yeah. guys starting on their team, and now they're going to have to do a whole new thing in four years, and they'll never have those guys playing with each other until, what, two years from now when things start to pick up again? I'm not sure how qualifying yeah. is going to work for host nations. Um, not There's not a lot of urgency, I think, with, with qualifying <laughs> teams. Like, you're already in, so, like, what's there to really worry about? But with Mexico, yeah. I'd be very, very concerned uh, moving forward because you're losing your goalkeeper who's been there for the last – ever since we were children – um, and, and that guy shows up man, for tournaments, you know? <laughs> makes you wonder, like, this isn't his last World Cup. Would he be there in four years when it's at home? That wouldn't shock me. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. <laughs> um, you know, he's 37. He'll be 41. The oldest goalkeeper in this World Cup, I believe. Oh, man, I think he's 39 or 40. I believe it was Hennessy with Wales. He was up there. I want to say Serbia's keeper, but I'm not. I'm not entirely mm. positive on that one. But we got a couple old guys in there, so it was it, again. It's, it's Ochoa. The dude shows up yeah. for these World Cups. He's a great keeper. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> super fun to watch. So yeah, that's those are kind of my uglies. Um, I really want to talk about the bads though, because the bads yeah. are teams that should be good. <laughs> and look, I'll, I'll just open this door right now. I don't think I've said it on the podcast but i told you and told everyone else belgium is crashing and burning this tournament <laughs> and it's they got the win against canada they did not look good though no, no. they lost against morocco you know morocco's got some decent players on there but like this is still kind of belgium's like golden generation even if it's at the end of it so you want like a better showing than that and i don't know if you've seen any of the um, the little snippets that have come out from some of the Belgian players now, but they're taking that France implosion and making it Belgian this year. <laughs> I, I saw Courtois. I saw Courtois punching the window. Did you see that Courtois, one? Courtois, yeah. What, what's um, I didn't see what else was happening. De, De Bruyne said they can't win because they're too old. Um, <laughs> and then I think he it was Vertonghen. That. Yeah, Vertonghen came back. It was something like... Um, Something like, oh, I guess we're just like too old in the attack or something. So they're like, wow, kind of fired. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I, now is Vertonghen making that a direct statement towards De Bruyne, or is he talking about Lukaku? Because like Lukaku's not is he thirty? He might not even be thirty yet. They had that nah. fly up there. He's fairly young. They didn't bring Origi, which I thought was a mistake. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just seems like I I don't know if either one is you know, too targeted, like De Bruyne himself is what, 30, 31, something like that. So like he's maybe including himself in that, you know, we're just too old of a squad, but um, 
it just That's you, a you know you don't excuse. yeah you, you don't want to even if you're thinking that internally you don't want that to like come out into the press and like have all these different snippets coming out and you know so i think they're uh i wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it out of the group honestly <laughs> i mean it's morocco canada morocco just has to win yeah or draw because they have the tiebreaker against belgium mm. if belgium uh shoot sorry i'm having a, a brain fart here who does belgium have to beat who's talking, uh, they're who's, playing croatia thank you and croatia looked they looked strong today um i wouldn't say they looked awesome i just don't think canada no. was nowhere near their level today which is no yeah you know, all right, I have I have Belgium's uh, roster up because I was really curious about their mm. age. The old statements are pretty accurate. The more I look at yeah. this squad, uh, Alderweireld thirty three, Vertonghen thirty five, De Bruyne thirty one, Courtois thirty, Axel Witzel thirty three. I did not know he was oh. that old. Yeah, Eden Hazard is younger than almost everyone I said here at thirty one. Um, mm. Drys Mertens thirty five, Munier thirty one. Um, and then you got your young guys, Onana, uh, Tielmans, yeah. Trossard. But I mean, this is like the same team, essentially, they've been, you know, rolling with for the past few years. So like, I think they kind of dropped the ball by not integrating some of these younger guys earlier. Because like, your back line of Vertonghen and, and Alderweireld has been the back line for as long as I can remember, you know, of this golden generation. And it's like, yeah, they're experienced, but they just aren't very quick. Like that's Canada was running all around them the whole time. Yeah. Like Davies is so fast too. watching him on yeah, the ball. Yeah. He's so lanky and just so quick with his feet. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's been, that's been an interesting one. The teams that haven't played their second game yet. I'm still like trying to figure them out. Portugal, yeah. I thought were fine against Ghana, mm-hmm. but then I saw how much they mentally fell apart at the end. And it was like, yeah, I was like, Whoa, yeah, I, uh, I got. A, I walked away from the end of that game. Went to the kitchen. Heard the announcers popping off, and I saw the guy slipping in the goal box with the ball at his feet in front of their keeper. And I was like, "What yeah. just happened? That was a trip." Um, do you think he'll play uh, uh, Costa? Do you think he's going to start next game? Because there's rumors that they're like, "No, he's out. Like, you can't, you can't do that." Really? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Like, or I don't know. Like, maybe you just stick with them because. You know he's is your starting keeper for now, and and maybe that's you know his wake up call. You got to stay focused for the whole match. You can't you know drop at any point. But I, I don't I, know who's the, who's their backup Jose right now. Saw. Oh, it is Saw. Mm-hmm. I mean Saw's not a bad choice either. Like he can make some crazy saves, and that's that's know. what I'm thinking as well. Is you know I, you know I don't know Portuguese keepers that much, but I'm like who is the the more experienced, who has maybe mm-hmm. been around a little more. Uh, Jose Sauce, 29, and Costa's 23. So Costa has a lot more growing to do and could be their keeper for the next 15 years. So do you want to yeah. cut him from the starting squad at this ripe young age of 23 to get your 29-year-old <laughs> in there? I, I don't know. But also, your dude almost just lost you this game by dropping the ball because yeah. he's not paying attention. And I saw a lot of I saw a lot of comments on Reddit saying like, Oh, the defenders needed to tell him, um, you know, someone was behind him, which which they countered with someone did, and that one person was Bruno Fernandez. But only one person out of that whole squad knew someone was yeah. behind him. Like that's 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 Portugal's lapse too. So I don't want to blame him entirely. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but I just do find it fascinating. It's really easy to shift a blame onto someone when you have a lot of your backup teammates there for you to call that stuff out. I don't know. That's the, the, the <laughs> keeper in me says you should be your head on a swivel. I've never had that happen before where someone was yeah. behind you, but like, you know, that doesn't happen very often. No. And I mean, yeah, they're, they're lucky to get away without that being a goal. So Crazy. I don't know. I, I, you know, hopefully the coach just replays that clip in the locker room and be like, all of you <laughs> communicate what is happening here. Like we can't uh, let that happen. <laughs> all right. I'm going to move on to another bad, um, turning into good Argentina, losing to Saudi Arabia. That was, yeah. I think a wake up call for them. Um, they needed to, I think, get a little shook, a little spooked. Mm-hmm. And I think it worked. Mm-hmm. However, going from Saudi Arabia to Mexico doesn't feel like this huge, like, you know, upgrade of teams, if anything, a downgrade of teams. So, like, yeah, you did your job against Mexico, but, like, I don't know if Argentina has it to go all the way. No, they still didn't look great against Mexico. Like, Mm -hmm. it still seems very, um, just kind of, like, disjointed. Like, they, I don't know, like, you don't always want to play through Messi because when he gets the ball, it's like two, three guys are on him, but, you know, it's, it's, just seems like no one else would step up and really do anything it was just they would like run up there and oh lose the ball okay and then you know okay get it to Messi, and he kind of makes some movement or a pass and then oh lose the ball like just sloppy so i don't know maybe it was one of the the cases of just like playing down to mexico's level and you know maybe against poland they'll they'll do a little bit more because like they know they need to, a win to safely get out um yeah they've looked a little shaky so far yeah that group's really interesting now with poland because they're kind of on my good my bad to good you know Lewandowski finally yeah. getting that goal which was a gift <laughs> i like still i don't think he's mentally broken that stigma of i can't score in the world cup because that was ha- handed to him and then he oh, had, yeah. i don't know if you, did you get to watch that whole game no i cut the highlights of it though he had multiple chances i don't know what they showed in the highlights but they had multiple mm-hmm. chances to score and he just I don't know he, he missed like a chip he could have chipped him the guy just swatted him uh, out like there were a lot of just opportunities for him to do something different and he just didn't and it just makes me wonder if there's so much pressure on these guys where like I have to be the man and like if yeah. he would have held the ball for a little bit found someone else making a run could that have worked I, I don't know so I think that game would be super interesting um I had to put money on it. I think I'd still go Argentina just because Poland hasn't shown me so. anything special yeah and, and Messi is special um, that goal was yeah. that goal was so good. He was so far. I out mean, and just lasered it. Yeah, you you got to still bet on Messi, like you know, especially with this probably his last World Cup. Like if it comes down to this last game and that you know it's it's do or die, he's leaving it all on the field. Like he's not going to go home with any energy left. He's going to make sure he got did everything he could to try and get through this. Yeah, and Emmy had a good game. Um, mm-hmm. You his know, save you see his save yeah it was great on that free yeah. kick Oof. yep so you know as we start to move into our fantasy league too and in, in the next round i'm kind of looking at what keepers i want to roll with and who's gonna probably mm-hmm. go to to pks and he's definitely up there um mm-hmm. so that'll be fun to watch um i don't really have anyone really too much in the bad zone um the goods though got a couple goods uh yeah 
I think England had a great start, kind of tailed off against USA. I want to save the USA talk for last, like we kind of talked about. That was a mm-hmm. good one for me. Uh, we haven't seen Switzerland yet. I'm still so curious about them. I didn't get to watch their first game. Did you? No, neither did I. But okay. um, they got you know decent players on that team. So yeah, I think they can. They can. They should probably get out of their group. I would think. Well, after Monday, games move to um, nine and one o'clock for me. So I'm assuming that's what seven and eleven for you. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So we'll get back-to-back games, games happening at the same time. That's going to be really busy. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> going to be kind of insane. It's been so nice right now. Games. Just like go from game to game to game, and now yeah. it's like, what do I watch? <laughs> yeah, I took a little hour nap in between both games this morning. That was, oh, yeah. That was worth it. Um, <laughs> the good, Japan beating Germany. That was sweet. Too bad. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Like, I mean, I kind of had a feeling Japan would – have some little upset in there somewhere. Um, I didn't watch the first half of that game, but I came in for the second. And, I mean, it was, like, just, just all Japan the whole time. Like, Germany just, they got their their one goal in the first half, and I felt like they just were like, all right, that's it, game's over. And, you know, Japan, they're all so quick, and they just have that that fight and just, like, team cohesion to all be on the same page and all just, like, push for the goals. And I love watching them. Sure yeah. They're super fun. Um, and my other good is Ecuador. Like, yeah, yeah. Like draw the Dutch, beat Qatar like you're supposed to. They they might move on. Um, yeah, wouldn't surprise me if they do. Uh, Valencia is hurt though. He he got knocked. Oh, he is. Got knocked on his first game pretty hard. He got knocked on mm-hmm. the second game pretty hard. I don't Oof. know what they're gonna do with this game. He currently has the uh, most goals scored in the World Cup with Mbappe. So, yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um. And then France, man. Only wow. team to win both their games. Isn't that kind of wild? The only team. That is kind of wild. <laughs> we, still have, I mean, we still have two days. We still have two days to go. But yeah. as of right now, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think France has looked, definitely looked good. I wouldn't say like overly dominant yet. Um, I mean, against Tunisia, they, probably will but um you know if you, they at least look competitive you know it, it, they're staying in the games and even when they went down against australia like they didn't they didn't freak out they just like kept their their same game plan and you know got the win out of that and yeah i mean i think brazil should probably join them in the uh, undefeated group after tomorrow but no neymar though no Neymar, so that's, that's, that, I don't know. That that makes things interesting. I do think Brazil is a good enough group to get out and and win all three games, but mm-hmm. um, it, it'll show how much they really need Neymar. It'll be interesting to see who who steps up next. Yeah. Um, you know, will it be Vinicius? Will it be uh, Rafinha? I feel like their wingers have to really step up, but I, you know. Well, do you think Jesus is going to get the start now? Because they might have to shift some things. Because they had Neymar starting in like the central mid position. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you maybe could like, because Jesus plays that kind of you know Firmino role of kind of the striker, but also kind of like the center attacking mm-hmm. mid, like kind of all over. Um, so I guess you could. Um, otherwise, yeah, just shift your your midfield around and like. 
finally actually play Bruno in there, you know, um, play him and I don't know, move Paqueta up a little bit or, or something, but yeah. And Casemiro had a great game. He was all over the place, which is surprising. I haven't seen that for Man United yeah. this year. No. <laughs> so that was kind of wild to see. Richarlison, that's my goal as I'm starting to yeah. come together for all these games. That goal was like, Mwah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was very nice. Um, <laughs> you know, every player that comes up, who's that? who do they play for, Kristen? I go, shit. It was Tottenham. I was like, that's right. But then he scored that banger, and I was like, oh, man. So I go, all right. Yeah, I mean, club-wise, you know, he plays for a team I don't care for. But, you know, even – even in Premier League, if he scores that goal, like he got to respect a good goal, you know, and especially do it here, World Cup, you know, world's biggest stage, right? Mm-hmm. And like to to get a goal like that is is pretty nice. I don't know if you know much of him as a person, but the stories that I've read, he is like the most humble, the most uh, charitable athlete. He gives back oh, a ton. Right. He has a big voice for the uh, the underprivileged community and the minorities in brazil so that's really cool to see um yeah it's the opposite of a couple players that i've seen on brazil so i find that kind of interesting <laughs> you know he, he's more uh leaning left than leaning right especially with their election yeah. they just had so like a lot of the brazilians were pretty vocal on that and he was probably the most so cool to see him kind of like backing up his words with goals um because yeah. i don't know i feel like i could turn some some opinions in that squad <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, that game is pretty standard. Serbia didn't do anything crazy. I don't think Mitrovic is all uh, the way back. I don't. He, yeah. he hasn't played in like a month, and they just asked him to come in there and you know do some work. But that's tough. One yeah, game I mean, it, one game in. Yeah, it was always going to be a tough game for Serbia. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you're going to expect to lose a game in your group. That's probably the one for them. Yeah. So um, we'll see how they, how they do. I, I think yeah, Mitrovic didn't exactly look like his, his full himself. Um, so maybe, yeah, he's coming back a little bit still or, or just kind of taking in the occasion and, you know, now one game down. So he's like, okay, like I'm used to this bigger stage now and let's just do it. Right. And then South Korea, Uruguay have no, no thoughts, no opinions on. I don't know what is going on with those teams yet. So yeah. I, I heard not so good things from Uruguay. Suarez is old. It looks like people are saying he's gained <laughs> gained some weight, so he's not the same. Um, I'll catch that game for sure. Uh, yeah. when they play next. But yeah, that I, I know I don't know too much about what's going on with those. Yeah, Switzerland, Cameroon, Uruguay, South Korea. Those are all kind of toss ups for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, I think everyone else is like kind of where you would expect them to be, mm-hmm. maybe. Like, you know, your Argentina and Belgium's and Germany's, I guess, are not, but like, yeah, Australia there's always going to be some second. upsets. It's the teams that just don't have a win. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what are they doing? And so now, should we talk about our boys? Let's talk about the soccer team in this world cup. All right. Let's, let's talk some <laughs> soccer. Only team with two draws. Mm-hmm. We, we need a win. Like need it. Absolutely need it to move on. Got to win out. Let's, let's talk about that Wales game. Let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the good. Mm-hmm. We know how to score. <laughs> yeah. We got a goal. <laughs> that's, that's clutch. Um, yeah. way that finish was amazing. Oh. We, we had the perfect ball into him. Um, 
that's not so much where I'm worried about. It's the back line and making stupid um, mistakes. That's just me personally. I, I'm, I'm nervous as hell when the other team has the ball in the box now and we're just going to do something erratic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I, I've been too worried about the back line. Like, because even through the Wales game, they looked pretty solid. It was just, you know, one dumb decision, and unfortunately, you're in the box, so it results in the in the PK. But you know, beyond that, like especially that Wales game, first half, we were all over them. It it was kind of the same thing as like Canada versus Belgium. Like we should have put the game away in that first half, and just just didn't just didn't take our chances, and and you know then. You reach halftime, you give a, the other team a, a chance to kind of regroup and uh, like re-strategize, and then we come out like just I don't know, no energy, like flat-footed out there. Yep. The biggest yeah. the biggest thing that I notice, and it is accurate to what people are saying online too, is that not a lot of our guys are just playing the full ninety wherever they're playing at, and that fitness is is hurting us. Yeah. Um, you know, Pulisic being the main example of that, but then, you know, you guys, you got guys like Wea and 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 Aronson who are coming. I Aronson coming on as a sub after the 60th minute is like blowing my mind. That guy looks like a power horse, yeah. and I just wish he could play the full 90 or give me at least I the mean, first 85. That that's been kind of my, I think, biggest complaint so far with watching us, like especially in this England game, like. Greg's just doesn't want to make subs and like when he does it's way too late like when against Wales you could see we were kind of on the the back foot for quite a while and you know at, at least get some new fresh legs in there some more energy in there hmm. you know I don't know another defensive mid or something if you really wanted to but like it's just we have you know a full squad of capable players they're all healthy as as far as we know so like throw them in there even if it's you know someone comes on at half maybe or someone comes on 50 55 but like not this 75 80 that's no time for them to like really get into the game and really affect the game four out of our five subs came out at the 74th minute or after see too late that's too late so way late. too late um I mean, yep. especially like jumping into the england game like I think that was just incredibly late. Like we're four, we were four subs after the seventy sixth. Yeah, like it. It's that England game. We we were going toe to toe with them that whole first half, and it's a, even that that first half of the second half. You know, we're right there with them. Um, probably a little bit more in control, um, but then you could see like people slowing down. You know some sloppy passes and stuff and it's like i was you know at the bar with jordan and everyone and we're all, all just like all right like let's get these subs going and you know and for me it was like i, I would kind of want to do a early sub like get a a geo in there or an aronson in there like some energy like quick because totally agree england was was basically playing for a draw right they never looked like they were going to go for the win if it was it's going to be you know a a quick shot, you know, Mount had that good look. Sokka had a look that went over, but like freaking losers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you, I think you, you make earlier subs. I think USA would win that game. They sat back so hard 
Yeah. And, and like, I was looking at the heat maps and they, they kind of stacked their midfield. So we couldn't penetrate, uh, penetrate the inside of the box. Everything was dealt on the outside. And we just, you know, we don't really have that guy at number nine, who's going to get inside on these crosses and, and bang. We just don't have it. We don't have that size. Um, yeah. So like we're not going to play that style of game. So I guess credit to England for countering that. But man, did they just play like they did not want to win at all? The at yeah, all. the amount of times like we're holding the ball at the halfway line and they're just not pressing us. Crazy. And I get that's the halfway line, but like, what? <laughs> Do you see all the bars in England freaking out, being like, "We just drew"? No, the... I didn't. Oh, they're fantastic. People throwing oh, beers sure. and shit. They are going like. <laughs> They're going pretty wild. They're so mad at their team for being like, we couldn't beat these guys. And we just talked so much shit. All the dudes I mean, that were guessing score lines, it was like 4 no, 4 no. Was like, yeah. And like, nope. I mean, even, even I was predicting like a 2-1. And I mean, I, I went with my heart. So I said mm. USA was going to win on like a late goal. But like, I at least expected England to get a goal or at least like threaten After the goal, six. right? You just got six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's, I I understand the frustration from the English fans because if you want to be the the winners of the World Cup, like you got to come out every game and just you know play your game, win the game, get the goals. Like if if you win this USA game and you can go into that last game and settle for a draw, cool. Like I don't know if you still want to. You kind of want to keep the momentum going, but like I. I USA definitely looked like the better team on the day. Like, and again, I think earlier subs would have changed that game and probably could have gotten a win. So if we don't get out of group, Greg, you know, rumors, Greg's is still going to stay, which mm-hmm. I, I think is kind of a mistake because mm-hmm. he, he didn't prove anything. No. <laughs> um, so I, for his sake, you know, so now if we do make it out of group, do you believe he can stick around? Is that, um, is that enough? Does he prove his worth? I don't think so. Like I'm just thinking over over the course of like his tenure here as as managers. Mm-hmm. Like so often we watch the games and just like tactics are just wild. Or like the starting eleven is just like weird picks. Or you know we we just don't look threatening. Or you know it just it just hasn't felt like it ever really clicked. Like. That first half against Wales, and I guess most of the England game felt like it kind of clicked because it worked. But I don't know. He just he doesn't bring enough, I think, like excitement to his strategy. I guess for me to like make me want him to stick around longer. <laughs> so, so, what do you think we need to do different against Iran? Well. Or if anything, it's gonna be or a... nothing. Because, I mean, we did what we needed to do against England to get a draw. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of want to stick with your England strategy um, because it's going to be a tough game. Both teams are going for the win. Like, I don't think Wales will beat England, so pressure's a little bit off of Iran, but, like, it's easier to win the game to get through than, like, struggle with a draw or something, right? So right. they're going to come out and want to do that. Um, and I mean, we need the win, so we'll have to come out um, a little bit more than them. So I think you probably kind of stick with your England setup. Um, I think I'd like to see, you know, Aronson or Reyna, if not both, somehow start in there. Like, mm-hmm. 
I mean, Aronson just, he's, you know, that workhorse and can press and can make the runs and score goals. And Gio's kind of the same, but, and also brings a little bit more like creativity into the midfield and stuff. Like, I, I mean, you just, you, you got to get the goals, you know, you, you can't have these chances and, and squander them. Like if, if Pulisic wants to be Captain America, like Prove is it. that time to put, put that shield on your back and let's go, you know? Prove it, dude. This is, yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna lose that title real quick if uh, we don't move through. I mean, this group can get really interesting. If we do win, we move to five points, which is mm-hmm. standard, right? Mm-hmm. If Wales does beat England, which will be a really, really, f- I think it's gonna be a really fun game. Um, oh, it's like it's like a local derby, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's crazy. So, so hypothetically, if Wales wins that game, gets out of their, I mean, they'd have to kind of slaughter England to get out of their yeah. their goal differential. Um, I mean, that would be the oh god! Could you imagine the scenes if England falls apart and Wales moves on? I'm here for it. I would love to yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but you know. It, if Wales does do something and, and takes that game, um, you know, we can win the group, which would be just wild from where we started. Yeah. Two draws and then a win to get to where we are. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see how Wales makes that possible. They have a new keeper coming in since their last keeper got that red card. Um, yeah. you know, they haven't done anything too special. They got their lucky goal against the United States. Only one goal against Iran. It, it would take a lot. I'm just trying to look at hypotheticals on what could happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping for a Wales win. That'd be sweet with a big goal yeah. differential. Give us a four nil. <laughs> you know, I think it, it'll be Gareth Bale's like time to shine. You know, he's been a little quiet past few years, but now it's like local rival, really. So like, you, you're going out there with a little bit more fight than you probably normally would. <laughs> Do you think England will come out the same, just knowing, hey, we just need a draw to kind of move on and play the exact same way against they did against the U.S. Or does like does this have a little bit more meaning? Um, See, I think they're going to be kind of weak and just sit back and let Wales do exactly I, yeah, like, what the United States did. I don't know that they're like consciously coming out to just get the draw, but this just seems to be like England in tournaments for the most part, right? That they they have the talent in the team, but they can't like translate that into actual wins for the most part. Like, yeah, they got to the final of the euros, which is like an achievement of course. And like six past Iran on the, in the first match, but I don't know. You, you, you would have hoped for a better showing against the U S and to not have that as if I were England fan, I would be, I would still be nervous going into this Wales game. <laughs> Wales needs four. Four, I don't think they'll get nil. four. What if but... they have three by like the 80th? What does England do? Does England say, okay, let's just go score a goal really quick? Or do you think they're going to be like, ah, let's keep sitting back? What would you do if you're England? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to make this into existence. This is, I'm just, I'm wording this into yeah, history. I like it. I like three it. nothing Wales at the 80th minute. What does England do? <laughs> I feel like you got to go for the goal, yeah, right? It, it ain't working what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you've seen the teams try and park the bus and defend for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then they still give up a goal because you're just defending 
for straight 20 minutes like and your personnel back there defending yeah yeah harry <laughs> mcguire who's he's ready to score that OG. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean let's let's hope it happens it would be a great thing I'm to see wild i'm so here for it and that game will happen simultaneously or is it is it in the morning uh, let's, i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the schedule really quick i think that should still be separate times okay i think so tuesday uh, no same time oh rude wow okay <laughs> that's gonna make it interesting i mean look even if wales gets to three nil by the 80th and doesn't get through to have England lose like that in their final game. They're that's going to throw winners. off every, like all confidence England had. Like, For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Wales is the real winner there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a doozy of a match. I hope we can uh, reconnect that night. We can do a quick little fantasy. little touch up. Um, any players that you're looking to get in for the next round that you kind of have your eyes your eyes on and you want to get out of your team? Mm. Too early to say. I think a little bit too early. Like, um... can I give a suggestion? Yeah, I think if Spain moves on, we have to throw a Spanish player in our squad. Yeah, I that, think that's definitely like one of the things I was thinking of. Um, I mean, I de- definitely have to get rid of. Stachio from from Canada. Um, whether they go through or not, I'll probably drop Mitrovic just because so far he hasn't done anything. Yep. Um, Frankie Dijon's yeah, having a good little, you know, World Cup debut. I got to get Gakpo. Oh yeah, Gakpo. <laughs> Two goals scored. You know, but I, I think if you were to have him as the forwards, he would still be uh, like. Fourth or fifth best because you have Messi with two goals, you got Mbappe yeah. with three goals, Saka with two goals, uh, you know Harry Kane with a huge team goal differential. So like yeah. he's still he would hover. I don't know if he'd make my my you know front three just yet. Um, it's it's the midfield and the defenders where it's just so tricky. Yeah, I mean I so, think it'll just depend to who who they're playing. Like yeah, if they get matched up it's with true. a team that can run over then might be worth it but all right then who's your uh who's your biggest surprise player of the tournament who are you surprised by the most on how they're doing mm-hmm. and then um who do you want to see do better i'll give I'll, I'll give you give your two i'll give my two most surprise um i think probably i'm i'm surprised by I think probably Gavi or Pedri from uh mm-hmm. from Spain. Yeah, super young. I mean, they're dominating that midfield. Yeah they're, yeah, they're both so young and just controlling it. And like, I mean, just yeah, to have that like youth already in the team and like already like looks like they're you know got their spots solidified for quite a while now is like yeah fun to see and fun to watch. And you know they're both just so energetic. It's and like the Chavi Iniesta yeah. like generation all over again this is what we're exactly yeah so i I like both of them yeah (laughs) yeah um for me it's Morata. two goals in two games like the guy has never really like shown on the big stage and now he's like getting it done so it's like kind of kudos to him i don't even think he made the 
the Spain squad for the last World he Cup. Didn't. He didn't. He got cut. So, so yeah. So I mean, back. yeah. I mean, I think Spain just they've kind of been a little bit of that sleeper, and like it's kind of what I said going into this. Like, I just don't know what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've looked good. You know, they they looked a little shaky against Germany today, but still pulled out the win. So, you know, you're, you're going to have those games. And as long as you get the points from it, then, all right, move on. <laughs> yep. I totally agree. Yeah. Dis- um, disappointment? Disappointment. I don't know if I'd fully call it a disappointment, but I would say Harry Kane. Like, mm. I know he's got a couple assists to his name. Um, and it definitely is, like, still contributing to what it, England's trying to do. But... I mean, he's your main striker. You would hope he's getting goals too, right? Like, Golden boot from 20, uh, 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think you need him to step it up if England has any chance of like actually winning this thing. Um, I do want to bring up, he won the Golden Boot last year's, uh, sorry, uh, 2018 World Cup. But I did read a stat that he scored his six goals all in the group stage. And nowhere else. So, oh, so he's he's saving himself for later. <laughs> if we want to call it that, I'm going to say he only has energy for the group stage and nowhere else. Um, mm. That that's where I'm looking at. And then my other one's Kevin De Bruyne. He, come on, man, you're the you're the leader of that team. You're the uh, Premier League that's, Player of the Year. Is that too harsh? It's a I think a little bit harsh because like he doesn't have any strikers to go for. <laughs> This is where you need to carry your team if you're that guy. That's that's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Like he definitely could and should be playing better. Um, but I think just also how they're setting up. Like Trossard has been in great form for Brighton, and he's not even getting a look in this Belgium team. It's like why? Like crazy. I I get he kind of plays in in Eden Hazard's position, but like okay, give give Eden some of the game and see how it goes and when he doesn't do anything because he's a little bit I'm going to say washed um, <laughs> <laughs> then you know throw Trossard and he's he's got the energy he's been scoring pretty regularly for Brighton like why not you, you guys got to change something up especially now <laughs> well when when 35 year old Dries Mertens is coming on before Trossard it's like it just shows yeah, I think Roberto Martinez has this uh bias towards his boys and he hasn't had a lot of work with all those other guys so he just doesn't have that trust in him yet i don't know i think i think de bruyne's a good enough player to where he needs to show up and he hasn't he hasn't he really has not done one thing yet in this cup yeah and i mean after hearing his comments today i feel like he is like just maybe never really into this world cup yeah (laughs) so i don't know yeah i he definitely needs to do better um Oh, I do want to highlight, go back to our like standouts. Um, Tyler Adams has been mm-hmm. fantastic for us. Yep. Just like everywhere in that midfield and running into these tackles and just like, I'm glad he's the captain because he, he's making the plays that can like swing the momentum for the team and to like have your captain doing that and like leaving it all out there is, is got to be something great to see as a teammate out there is like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, we got this game or, or let's get back on the attack here and, and try and make something happen. Cause that guy's just been everywhere. 
I, I need to focus on this World Cup, but let's end on this. Four years from now, <laughs> Matt Turner will be 32. Serginio Dest, 26. Walker Zimmerman, 33. Anthony Robinson, 29. Tyler Adams, 27. Weston McKinney, 28. Musa, 23. Weah, 26. Sargent, 26. Pulisic, 28. Acosta, 31. Yedlin, eh, he'll be 33. He'll probably be out. Jordan Morris, probably out, 32. Haji Wright, 28. Brendan Aronson, 26. That is like prime. That's prime age. See, and that's what I've, that's been my thought process throughout this whole World Cup is just go out there, you know, get this team and these guys as much big tournament experience as you can because we're too young, too inexperienced to really do anything this World Cup. Get we should make stars. it out of the group. But yeah, you know, you take the lessons and the experience. But then 2026, you're on home soil. Oh, Every wow. game is going to pretty much be a home game for you. This, Everyone's like in their prime age range, right? Like This state is so pumped up already on like, <laughs> four years from now on what the city is going to look like. Um, Kansas City is only two hours away from us and like, you know, we're not going to be here anymore, but I would happily come back just because of what I saw uh, at their watch party and how excited everyone gets. And, and yeah. like, this is a soccer town waiting to blow up. And, um, yeah. it, oh, God, it's going to be so fun. So we got we got to start saving up for four years from now because I think we might do yeah. a little bit of traveling. But uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I was like, I got to, I mean, I got to at least see one of the group stage games, if not try and make it to all of them well san jose there are a lot of them are gonna be in san jose yeah yeah that one for sure i know la mm-hmm. will definitely get seattle, some of the games possibly and i think seattle is in there too so um, like just kind of depends where they end up playing yeah. but um i mean yeah it's it's all lining up perfectly for usa to make a good deep run and bring it home you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's soccer now it's soccer yeah deal with it yeah but i think it'll be cool though too because like you know canada's young right now and in four years time they'll have more experience in that team mexico i they're hard to read right now like i think they're kind of at the point that usa was for the 2018 world cup like very easily could have not made it yep um so you know they can turn things around in time too but like i feel like it's gonna be an exciting time like this world cup's been fun to watch but then to go and like be able to experience a world cup <laughs> home soil baby is coming yeah 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 i'm pumped but uh one day at a time tuesday yeah. uh 11 o'clock pacific time one o'clock here central time i will be yeah. pulling out my hair um mm-hmm. trying to focus on work but stress out at the same time so be, I mean, uh... <laughs> I just, I know I, I said when we were doing your bracket that I expected a loss against Iran because it was going to happen. I don't want to talk about it. I hope but... I, uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't predict anything. It's, I have it in there. It's 2-1 Iran. I wish I could go back and change it, but, you know, I've been really wrong on my whole bracket, so this would be a great time <clears throat> to uh, just Perfect, keep yeah. being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll we'll check back in maybe that night. Um, yeah. It could be a really sad podcast, or it could be a happy one with uh, you know expectations for the future. I, I don't know. It'll all be it'll all come out. I think in real time. 
I, yeah. I don't know what my emotions will be. If we win, though, <laughs> hey, man, we might be doing yeah. some shots. We might be uh, partying a little bit. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Tuesday's going to be a good game either way. Both teams want the win. So it's going to be spicy. <sighs> spicy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad. Until then, it's been good chatting with you. Let's uh, you know, good luck in the fantasy pool as we continue to make new squads. And I hope you can bounce yeah. back a little. I'll figure something out. All right, best of luck. <laughs> All right, Hooligans, pitch out. We'll see you all Tuesday. Bye-bye. Peace.